to move on to the actual show, talking about episodes of Batman the Animated Series that Ian didn't watch. We got <laughs> three of them we're talking about. We got See No Evil, uh, Beware the Grey Ghost, and Prophecy of Doom. Um, yeah, Ian, on the surface, you got one amazing episode, two really not-so-great episodes. Um, but watching it again... I have uh, more of appreciation for See No Evil and Prophecy of Doom than I had before. Yeah, I remember. I remember like I remember Prophecy of Doom well. Uh, I remember like not hating it or thinking it was bad at all. Uh, I'm trying to remember See No Evil, but I remember Prophecy of Doom never being like, "Oh, this is definitely a step down." Right, right. Uh, See No Evil. It's where there's a little girl and she has an imaginary friend, Mojo. But it actually turns out that it's her her father, an ex-con, um, who has stolen an invisibility suit. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, um, and he's he's finds out that the mom is about to move to another town so that they can get away from him because he's just gotten out of prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, of course, does not want that to happen. This is a children's cartoon, Ian. We've said this many times, and it's... We have to remind ourselves, yeah. This is like an episode of CSI, or like Criminal Minds, or something like that, minus the child yeah. murder. Like, it's yeah, it's literally all of the pieces to something like that. Yeah, and this, this is, is not, a children's cartoon. This is not your typical bad guy who wants, wants to rob a bank, Batman has to stop him. It's, no, it, it's, it it's the family member kidnapping the kid. Yeah, like <laughs> which is like terrifying because this is still like the '80s had the whole like kidnapping, stranger danger, scare right uh, phenomenon, and this, and this is '92. Right yeah, this is this is still fresh on that. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, especially because that's the whole thing. It's like usually kidnappings aren't strangers with vans. They're usually like an ex-husband or an ex-wife of some sort who are taking right. a kid, technically kidnapping because they don't have custody. So that's it's a hot button topic. Yeah, I I don't know how they got away with this. I, I, I have no idea how they got away with this, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's this guy Lloyd Lloyd Ventrix is his name, and um, yeah, he has visibility suit, but you don't know anything like that. It, it does a good job of building it, like in the character as the episode progresses. Like yeah. you learn about him as Batman does. Um, Batman first finds out about it when he's at a, uh, a like a jewelry expo. And turns himself invisible and then starts to just steal things out of the display in like just in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And and he does that to Bruce Wayne. Like he takes <laughs> that and so Bruce Wayne of course turns into Batman and then goes after him. Um and then th- he they're at this construction site, and there's a funny moment because like he, he knows this guy's invisible at this point. And he's trying to find him and he he knows he's there somewhere, so he's like yelling at him, he's like, I know you're here. You know, show yourself, and there's a, like a worker eating lunch over on a beam, just looking at him like he's crazy, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, and then of course he just kind of gets beat up by uh, he pretty much gets destroyed by this guy, which is kind of weird. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, like I get he's invisible, but like his kicks and, and punches are like knocking Batman out, and it's like yeah, it's like as soon as he makes contact, like just grab onto whatever is like hitting you you know yeah like he he throws like a can of paint on him but then apparently the suit like can get really hot and burn all the paint away which is never referenced again but Mm. i guess that works um yeah he's like uh, smoke grenade 
Yeah, and he he yeah he uses uh, like some smoke to try and see him as well, but he ends up getting away. Um, so then you find out more. Like we see Ventrix again, and he's, ta- you know, we hear about him just wanting to to take his daughter. Like he's he's just angry that his ex wife is trying to take his daughter Kimmy away, and so he's you know he says he's not gonna let her. Up until now, he's just been visiting his daughter several times a week as this just invisible imaginary friend. Yeah, it's creepy. It's very creepy. And of course the mom, like the, 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 the girl tells the mom about this, but the mom is just thinks, Oh, it's just yeah, a kid with, an, invis- with an invisible friend. Yeah. Which we uh, all had. Right. Uh, no, no, we didn't. What are we talking about? No, I definitely I did not. Yeah. What are you? Some side, some sort of weirdo. I was a kid. <laughs> I had real friends, Ian. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, so Helen is the wife, and she is going to drop Kimmy off at school. But uh, and then at one point she's um, confronted by by Lloyd, who's basically it's like a last ditch trying to reconcile with everything, and so they can be near his daughter, and it does not go well, obviously, as Chris Pratt would say. <laughs> And yeah, and uh, so you know, and then she just snaps on him, saying, "You're never gonna see her again. You're never gonna be allowed to see her again. And we're gonna get away from you and everything." So that, that he kind of snaps at this point, but mm-hmm. before that, Bruce is trying to figure out, you know, how someone could have an invisible suit. So he remembers, like, there was the scientist who had come to Wayne Tech with this like cloak of invisibility type technology, and uh, he was so he asked Lucius. Lucius about it and he says yeah there was something like that but then all of a sudden he just left and they never could make a deal and then apparently he died later on but you know his assistant's still around so Bruce goes to the assistant who you know he says he he hasn't been doing anything because he quit working on it because it turned out it was toxic like the suit was was dangerous and it it mm-hmm. uh it it's not healthy um, they also try to explain the suit that apparently it, it bends light instead of absorbing it, and that's how it makes it invisible sure. or whatever. Um, kind of like the predator. Yeah, exactly. So he ends up saying that there, uh, you know, he hasn't been doing anything with it, but there, uh, there has been some. He does seem like some of the materials missing, and then of course he remembers. Oh yeah, there was like an errand boy we used to have, and then Batman's like, aha. Um, <laughs> So, of course, that's Lloyd Ventrix, who he was, and he stole the thing and somehow made the suit from it. Um, and uh, so ne- then that night, Batman is finds out, you know, where Lloyd's residence is, which is, of course, where his ex-wife is. So he goes there to talk to her, telling her about this, and that's when she freaks, realizing this imaginary friend imaginary, has yeah. been going on. So she, you know... And and while Batman's talking with her, that's when Lloyd is coming there and basically lures the daughter away. And so then when Batman and and Helen go, like she's already gone. And uh, so he's trying to drive away with her. She doesn't want to. Then he he t- tells her who he is, and she was of course doesn't want anything to do with him. And then. Uh, He's literally trying to like drag her into the car and then Batman yeah. shows up and um there's a fight ensues. Uh apparently 
like whatever he touches or he's like covered his car in that plastic as well. So his oh. car turns invisible as he's driving away, which is funny, but Batman jumps on top of the car. So Batman's driving on this invisible car and it like drives past like all these people, like like this like group of men looking and they're like, I didn't know he could fly. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. But yeah. uh he you know, he ends up getting like crashing into like a water tower or something. And, and so it's like raining on them, so he's able Brown to see him. Fair. And he's yeah. trying to tell him about the the suit, but you know it being dangerous, and uh, he ends up able to beat him up. Just beats the ever living crap out of him, and uh, you know and that's that's kind of the end of the episode. Sure. But uh, yeah, this is a kids show. Yeah. And we got child kidnapping. Not not yeah, not just child kidnapping, but yeah, it's like your own estranged parent who. Right. Doesn't have custody of you, like luring you and like deceiving you. Like, yeah, like that's that's heavy. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, this is not this is not good. Um, I, I still I, I cannot believe this show. This episode was in this show. I, I it yeah. is. It's so dark. It is so <laughs> dark. And that's for this show. Like, I know. I mean, there's so many episodes like this where you're just like, how was this allowed? It's great. But it's done so well. Exactly. Um, it's it's impressive. I love um, uh, Lloyd is voiced by Michael Gross, who yeah. I love because Family Ties is one of my favorite shows of all time. In, uh, also did a voice in uh, Ben and Beyond. Yeah, he did. He was the dad of uh, yeah, yeah. Terry in the pilot. Um but so he's just great as this just creepy right. but but like at the same time like he's a believable character and yeah. and you also believe that he truly cares about his daughter right he's just um going about it the wrong way uh you could say that um it's one <laughs> way to put it um but yeah apparently there was even like more in the original script like of uh they had a cut yeah like apparently Oof. in the original script he was like literally going to be like dragging her. Uh, oh yeah, that'd be too much. Like across into the, you know into the car and stuff, and um and apparently the suit was like supposed to. Uh, it wasn't just toxic. Like it was gonna. It would like. There's a risk of it exploding. So okay. apparently there was that going on, and it was scrapped because uh you can't show endangerment of children. So yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Um, Although I feel like we've gotten that already. I, I think so too. We had the, on the, uh, the, the never too late where yeah, Ar- Arnold is... has his foot in the train tracks. Yeah. But... He dies. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Well, no one no, dies. Another kid dies. But oh, no, no he, he, gets, he loses his leg. Yeah. Or leg. Yeah. And you don't know anything. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I just can't believe this was, uh, it's, it's just mind blowing. The, just the the level yeah. of story, adult story that they're able to tell. Well, it's like I feel like by not specifically saying, "Oh, we have to keep these kid friendly shows," like you you're getting rid of that ceiling where you can take from other stories, and you're not limited to just, "Oh, well, you know, kid, you know, kid stories have to be about friendship and working together, and you know, doing all these good like good things." So it's like by not just sticking to that formula, you can explore new ground and actually break new you know new territory with stories you know mm-hmm. so it's like they're not withheld but so many shows don't do that anymore it's just like formulaic right 
Um, they also do a great job just with the the animation of it, where like just oh, yeah. showing an invisible man. Yep. Like, there's That's one great. part he like walks by and like you know dogs are just barking at nothing. Mm. Uh, cool. uh, like when he opens the gate to the house, you can you know you can like see that opening and stuff. Like it's it's just really impressive. Yeah. Just you know little things like that where there's nothing there, but they're able to still make it, you know, the presence felt of of another person and also as we've said it almost doesn't even need to be said but just shirley walker's music in it is just fantastic like it's so it's so anxiety building and it's it's really really good um but uh yeah yeah so it's you know it's it's pretty good but also there's a few moments of levity in it like like the moment with the worker uh when batman's just yelling at no one there (laughs) <laughs> and then there's also another gag I forgot about where um, when they're at the jewelry expo, there's a guard trying to go to the bathroom and um, but it's locked because that's right when um, Lloyd went in there to change in the invisibility suit. And then later he goes back to the bathroom, but it's right when Batman like Bruce had gone in there to change into Batman. <laughs> so that that's pretty funny. But uh, yeah. but it does it, it. But that's needed. Like you need to add in some of those moments yeah especially in an episode like this right but it never takes away from the seriousness of the story like like we see in a lot of movies now yeah and it it shows that you can still have like comedic situations with batman without making him like comedic relief like right right like you can do a lot of funny stuff with him while still taking him seriously i mean hence the whole adam west show you know again like he's or lego batman or lego batman sure Mm -hmm. um it uh I also just like how smart Batman is in this episode. Like he's constantly just trying to figure out how to fight an invisible man and he's trying well, he a bunch do. of different things. Yeah. So that's done really good. So um I think this is also the first episode of Lucius Fox in it. So Yeah, yeah, it is. Which is uh which is always pretty cool cuz that's a great character. Uh oh, yeah. voiced by uh, Brock Peters as well. Nice. Great job, great job. All the voice cast though is just perfect in this yeah, whole sure. show. Yeah. Um, so goes without saying. But uh yeah, episode is great. It, it it really is underrated. I didn't give it nearly enough credit. It's got a seven point nine on IMDb, but uh, but a real uh, a solid, definitely a solid episode. Yeah, um, yeah, de- definitely a good episode. I didn't get give enough credit for it first, so. Yeah, definitely one I, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, me too. So uh, that was see no evil, and now moving on to one of the best episodes of the whole series. Beware the gray ghost. This episode this is, is just. Perfect. This is your favorite, right? Uh, no, it's not my favorite. My favorite really? is Perchance to Dream. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, but this is in my top five. I knew that for favorite sure. Favorite yeah. episodes. Um, I don't remember what number, but it's just everything about this is so well done, and it's so deep. Like the it it goes so so deep in the, in the the psychology of Batman and meta. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. It's the ultimate meta episode. Basically, this episode. It uh it starts off with Bruce Wayne as a kid watching a TV show, which is basically just the Batman TV show, but <laughs> set in the 40s, like, serial, like, pulp awesome. serial style. And, and it's a character called the Grey Ghost. And the Grey Ghost is basically, like, a mixture of, like, the spirits. Yeah. And, um... Who's the one with the, the like red? Zorro, like Zorro. Yeah, uh, definitely. 
yeah, it's like a mix of all those like the shadow that has like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that's the spirit or the shadow. I don't remember which one, but it's all those characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and even like the opening is like the opening of the Batman animated series, like almost like shot for shot, the Gray Ghost opening, which is just awesome. And it's got this awesome music, you know, just 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 screams like forties. TV serial like 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 the Indiana Jones theme or something, yeah. um, which is just oh it's just awesome. And then of course <laughs> it's voiced by Adam West, which is just I mean perfect. the most perfect thing ever. But but there's so many things to unpack with this episode. I don't even know where to start. Um, because it's so meta. It, basically, it's a story of Batman. You realize Batman's inspiration. But then there's the the real story behind it where there's a bunch of bombings going on in Gotham City and the bomber is leaving ransom, basically ransom demands. And uh, Batman realizes it clicks in his head that it was from, it's basically f- what what's going on is was in an episode of The Grey Ghost. Yeah, but so it's merchandise. Yeah, so he's trying to figure all that out. So... But of course, you there's no episodes of the Grey Ghost. You find out because the whole studio burned to the ground. So and also back then, it's like yeah, you don't have stuff plus they're coming out on DVDs and stuff. Right. So he doesn't go to the computer to find the, to find out the actors. He goes to the Hall of Records mm. and finds out about Simon Trent, the actor from the Grey Ghost, and so he tracks him down, and then we meet him who's a down-on-his-luck actor who can't get a job because he's been typecast as this superhero character from years, from 20 years before. Sound familiar, Ian? Uh, that's, I mean, hence the whole meta. Yeah, but it's not even just meta Adam West. No. It's also Christopher Reeves, George Reeves, like it's anyone who played a superhero. Michael Keaton. Back then. Yeah, it, it's, it's all of that mixed sure. into this one character. And... It's voiced by Adam West, of course, and this it, this might be one of Adam West's best performances in anything. Yeah, it totally. is so. There's so much real emotion in this performance because again, this is '92, like this is when the Adam West TV show was still very, very much uncool. Yeah, well, yeah. This is way before the resurgence and appreciation of that show happened. Yeah, I mean, especially after, after the Burton movies. Yeah, it just hurt Adam West even more because it's like, oh well. This is what people want from Batman. It's like, so that's when this is happening. Yeah. So you know, there's there's all that going on, and Batman tracks him down, and is trying to ask for his help if he remembers. And of course, he wants nothing to do with it. All he wants to do is just forget about this gray ghost. Yeah. And it's so weird because Batman looks at Simon Trent as the gray ghost. Yeah. Which is so weird. Like it's it's like even the mind of Bruce is like distorted as to this character. Yeah. And then you find out everything of Batman was based on this gray ghost character. Like mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne was not like a fan of this show. He's like a fanboy. Oh yeah. Of this, I mean, he has a shrine <laughs> of the gray ghost in the Batcave, which is apparently a replica of the gray ghost lair. Yeah. Like even um. Even the uh, like the little remote control cars are like the original Batmobile. Yeah, like, exactly. They look yeah. like the original Batmobile. Like all this stuff, 
it's uh it's very out there but it's just so weird seeing batman like blur and, and like it even further shows this like thing of how batman was created in the mind of a kid mm-hmm. because it was yeah like, he was created batman the day was created right when he was eight years old or or whatever when his parents were killed and of course, what is that eight-year-old gonna think of? But the hero that he watches on TV, who's basically his exactly. poster for right and wrong, and that's what he's yep. gonna base everything off. And I love that thread yeah. in this episode. I think that's amazing, and that's not Absolutely. something we hear. That's not a type or a side of Batman that is really explored ever. No, in any medium. Um, and I just think that's fascinating in this episode. Yeah, I mean, like, his, a lot of people, they kind of, it's kind of the trope of, like, you know, saying never meet your heroes. Um, like, it was interesting. Like, I, I saw people were trying to defend, like, Last Jedi because, like, oh, it was a perfect kind of, you know, juxtaposition of, of what, you know, someone who was a fan of Luke Skywalker, you know, would think. And then upon meeting him, he's this bum. And it's like, no, it's like, that, that doesn't work. It's like, this is so much better of an example of, like, what happens when someone who, yeah, bases their whole ideology and like their sense of right and wrong off a single character or, or their hero finally like meeting them in real life. You know, and it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like freaking um Simon Trent is like some alcoholic and is actually a coward. Like I'm glad they didn't go that direction. Right, right. Um, and uh, so you you know, so you have this like starstruck kind of Batman. Yeah, and it's just further just showing how Batman is. You know is this kind of mind of a kid. And then, then they contrast that perfectly with the villain who his name is Ty Dimer or something like that, but it's Bruce Tim. Yeah. It's literally Bruce Tim. <laughs> it's voiced by Bruce Tim and it's drawn to look exactly like Bruce Tim. Yeah. And so meta. <laughs> obviously the creator of the show. And he is an adult who's just obsessed with toys and nostalgia and is basically a big kid as well. Yeah. So it's like two sides of the same coin in this episode with Simon Trent, the gray ghost being like the, the only adult character in the whole situation. <laughs> well, <this laughs> trying kind of to funny. forget like his have... whole childhood. The other two yeah. have basically built their entire lives around this stuff from their childhood. And then Simon Trent's the one who's trying to avoid, like put all that behind him. Well, if you think about it, it's interesting too because like Bruce Tim is like like a kid who never grew up, whereas yeah. Bruce is a kid who had no choice but to grow up after that day. It's like right. this is really kind of interesting look on like childhood. And you have the whole thing of Adam West and you know the Gray Ghost character coming into this the new modern world of Batman by Bruce Tim. Which yeah. is basically trying to be the opposite of what that legacy was. Mm-hmm. So it's just that there's just oh, there's so much going on. Yeah, it's like layer 22 layer. minutes long. I know, and so many things is uh is just being thrown at you. Um, so of course they, you know, he ends up, you know, coming around the Gray Ghost. He helps Batman, and then uh, they find, you know, they find out that. Obviously, the car. He he. At one point, he gives him the episode because you find out that he's kept reels of the whole show, and so that's when Batman finds Bruce finds out that it's 
you know, toy cars being used for the bombs. And that, uh, now we're going to go to a whole nother level of meta where <laughs> you see Bruce watching the gray ghost on TV. So Bruce is watching his nostalgic show that he loved more than anything else. And now we are watching this episode, which is yeah. at this point now our nostalgic show. We yep. love more than anything else. Wow. Yeah. All happening at the same time. <laughs> it's brilliant. It, it's, it's crazy. He's crazy. Um, <laughs> just getting through, getting through all of that stuff. Um, and so they find out it's a car and then they find out that they were actually the actual cars from the show. And then of course those were owned by Simon Trent. And he's like, wait, no, I sold those. Mm -hmm. So now we find out that's how they find out who the actual guy is. And then that's pretty easy. They go down there and his place blows up and that's, <laughs> that's really it. Um, but it's just, just all the levels of this with all these three characters, I mean, yeah. mo mostly with just with Bruce and, and Simon Trent characters. It's it's just one of the most complex and layered episodes. It pr no, it's the most layered episode in the entire series. I think so. For I, sure. think, yeah, I think I think it sure. has to be. There's there, there more there... going on in this episode than there is in any other. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely some that are like more mature and more sure. like dramatic, but this is definitely the most like yeah layered. Well, but that's the other thing. This goes out of its way to kind of be a little bit campy at the same yeah, time like perfect. um i was even reading something where they were talking about even like the character designs of the show is different like there's um uh it's more um like there's more color used in hmm. in the episode um there there's more apparently the way the animation is is more like i think they described it as rubbery like okay. the human reactions are more over the top um, the machines kind of bend and bounce apparently more. So just kind of making it look more of like, uh, you know, more of that campy old school style just in the yeah. episode. Yeah. I, I can actually picture what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is just obviously a whole other, whole other level of that. But, um, uh, let me see. All right, so I, I this is a pretty good thing here that I was reading. Um, a lot of this stuff I was reading about this episode in a write-up by uh, Tor.com. They do write-ups yeah. for all the Batman animated series and all the episodes of the Batman Adam West show as well. So a lot oh, nice. of my stuff is um, from reading their reviews of it, which are really, really good. I would highly oh, I mean, recommend check that out. Yeah. It's uh, Tor.com, literally T-O-R.com. And uh, you can just type in, like, the episodes, and it'll be probably on that first Google page somewhere. Oh. But, uh, so he's talking about, the guy's talking about um, the, like, evolving reaction from Bruce Wayne to the Grey Ghost over the episode. How it goes from, like, hero worship to then he gets, like, dis disappointed with him when he, right. like, is like, I'm not the Grey Ghost. I, I yeah, don't yeah. want anything to do with this. Um, like, here forward. Right. And then, you know, and, you know, that disappointment, but then it goes back to a different type of hero worship by the end right. where it's more of a respect and uh, kind of overcoming things than yeah. it was just a being your hero as a kid watching a TV show, which is, 
apparently kind of the way like the actual creators of the show and like Batman fans feel about Adam West, the, like the TV show. Sure. How obviously when you're kids, you love it as a serious Batman show. And then when you become stupid teenagers, you're like, oh, this dumb and sure. cheesy and stupid. And then you don't like it. And, you know, not taking Batman seriously, quote unquote. Yeah. And then when you grow up, you you love it again because of how hilarious it is. Yeah, you have newfound respect for it. Right. And that's basically the arc of Bruce Wayne throughout this episode with the Grey Ghost. That's brilliant. Which is just amazing. I'm telling you, man, these guys really look into a lot of this stuff, and it's very impressive. They they, yeah, they I mean, find stuff things. I don't even think about. Oh, damn. Um, Actually, a lot of stuff I don't even think about. But it ends, of course, with now Simon Trent, since he had all those reels, He's basically gotten the show to now be, you know, basically revived. And there's going to be a big release of it on video. And so he's now kind of back in the spotlight, has brought himself back in the spotlight and embraced this character now, which um, I'm trying to think, well, what's a good example of that? Um, we've seen it happen before with pop culture figures, but what's uh, what's a good, oh, oh. like, of where a character just totally didn't, you know, just didn't want anything to do with it, but then came around to respecting it. I would say Tom Cruise in terms of action, because there was a long period where he kind of tried to do like dramatic stuff and even comedic yeah. stuff. It was like, nah, dude, it's like we want to see you being the action hero, even when you're 55 years old. Yeah. But there, yeah. there are definitely some other ones that we're missing. Oh. Um, I think a good one is Tom Welling from Smallville. Sure. He. Once Smallville was done, he pretty much just disappeared and yeah. had nothing to do with anything. No cons, no any, didn't do any of that. And then a few years ago, has basically came back to appreciate it, and now is back full in the throes of doing all that stuff and embracing embracing the character again. So I guess that's yeah. more of a recent type of example of that. But so it ends with him at this video signing and then Bruce of course is at the video signing <laughs> and and goes to get it autographed and he's like you know can you make it out to Bruce and uh which is just great cuz at this point Bruce Sorry. Wayne quote unquote hasn't met Simon Trent it was just Batman yeah. before but then at the end he throws in the same line he said earlier when he was Batman about how I used to watch the gray ghost with my father and he was my hero and that's it's a great little ending Oh, yeah, I guess they ran the Um Another cool thing is, uh, I didn't even get this, but on that People magazine cover, which is in the background when he's at that, uh, when he's signing autographs, it, at the top it says, Matt Hagen, the man of a million faces. Which, of course, the very next episode, we'll get introduced to him in the Clayface episodes. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So there's actually a little tease. Oh, yeah, that makes Oh, cool. In that People magazine cover that's just in the background, which is which is pretty funny there. So, um I guess two more next two episodes. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know what else I can say about this episode. It's just perfect. It's amazing. God, it, and it, it's oh, it's it's wonderful. It's yeah, cuz it's not like to me it's not like, you know, your your typical passing of the torch between obviously the Adam West and um Kevin Conroy Batman to me it's more like uh, like a seal of approval as like Adam West like being like yeah this is what Batman should be even though they can be completely different tones and kind of visuals like the fact that this Batman is just as much Batman as his is like I, I feel like him being in this is kind of like his blessing you know whereas mm -hmm. like you can never imagine 
it's like um there's like a really good scene from uh, i think justice league unlimited going around and i think someone on twitter was like i don't want to imagine a batman who can't do something like emotional and like yeah uh, i forget the scene in particular but you know what i'm talking about it's, it's like, probably it's, the one where uh with uh the royal flesh gang and ace uh, more likely yeah which uh, is actually not even from justice league unlimited it's actually oh no it's uh it's from justice league unlimited but it's like in a batman beyond flashback yeah episode yeah but it's ama- uh, that is amazing it, it's but yeah it, but yeah someone had the perfect like caption where it's like i don't like my batman if my batman can't do this it's not batman it's like it, i just get that from this episode where it's like yeah there are plenty of people who just you know disregard the m west batman because it's too campy and not serious but it's like they're, they're missing the whole point yep yep and i think most people have come around at this point which is I do too. which is great yeah. um all right, there's a lot of trivia with this with this episode. Oh, so let's see a few of these here. Um, obviously, like the the Mad Bomber is based off of Bruce Tim, but apparently the video store clerk is based off of Paul Dini. Oh, in a way, um, nice. who was really overweight at the time, and oh. um, so and apparently like him being caricatured in like this and in like Tiny Toons apparently actually inspired him to 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 lose weight, which is funny. Good for him. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. Obviously, Adam West, the voice of that. And, um, all right, let's see. Um, it actually says, although Adam West had a reasonable career, obviously, after Batman, um, and, uh, you know, and then obviously his voiceover work really kicked off, um, after this. But,. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Simon Trent character was also based off of an actor, Al Hodge. He played oh. the lead role in Captain Video and his Video Rangers, which was a oh, 1940s serial, yeah. um, which is very similar to that. Uh, Don Hastings, the younger brother of Bob Hastings, played the Video Ranger, uh, Captain Video's young sidekick. Oh. So there's a whole nother thing there, because obviously Bob Hastings, the voice of Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Nice old show. Deep time. Yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff in that one. Uh, Let's see. The Great Ghost appearance is very similar to the Golden Age superhero, the Sandman, the Spirits, and the Shadow. Uh, Yeah, Shadow is one thing. A a lot of those uh, were big influence on the Batman character as well. So it makes a lot of sense there. Of course. Um, Let's see. Obviously, there's the shrine of the Great Ghost in the... uh, Batcave. Um, the apparently the Grey Ghost episode, the Mad Bomber, was episode eighteen, and this episode is episode eighteen of the the series. So they wow. made those the same. That's cool. Which is interesting. There's another episode labeled Doctor Death, which if anyone really remembers that, that's the name of the first uh, villain, the first Batman villain in the comics, in the original oh, comics. Oh yeah! Dr. Death. Wow. Um, another episode is called Terror in the Sky, which is also an episode of yep. Batman the sure. Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. There's that one we already talked about. That one already talked about. Um, I guess that's mostly it. That's a lot. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff with this episode. So if you haven't watched that, definitely go and watch it because it's, oh, it's one of the best. Yeah, definitely this is one, one of the, the most, yeah. Um, this has an 8.9 on, uh, on IMDb, 
rating Not for that surprised. episode. Definitely one of the higher ones. All right. For sure. Moving on to the last one that um, I watched and Ian did not watch because um, he watched the wrong show. Um, <laughs> Prophecy of Doom. This is an episode I never liked. I really was not a fan of. I didn't mind it. But I have much more respect for it after watching it this time. Um, Ian, do you remember what this episode was? It's it's a bad guy. His name is Nostromo. Uh, yeah, Nostromos. Uh, Nostromos. Yeah, he's like a he's a con man. Um, kind of like a well, I don't even know what you would call. He's like a, a fake prof- cult leader. Yeah, yeah, he's like a cult leader. But yeah, he's. I'm trying to like compare him to like like relevant or recent like figures. But yeah, I guess cult leader is probably the best way to yeah, explain I, it. Yeah, I I looked it up because I was I was trying to think. I was. I was because I was like, I wonder if there was anything like that going on at the time that might have been. Uh, been. And, but I couldn't find anything. So when did, when did Waco happen? Uh, was... It wasn't. It wasn't then. I, I I looked it up. It wasn't around that time period. At least not like that year or the year before. Okay. Because um, yeah. I was wondering about that. Because I was like, yeah. I wonder if this was from anything going on at the time, but I I couldn't I couldn't find anything. But uh, yeah, so he's you know this big kind of. Uh, you know, it starts off with the ship exploding, and then yeah. you find one of Bruce Wayne's friends. Um, his name's Ethan Clark. He's talking about how this guy Nostromo saved his life because he told him not to go on this this cruise, and then of course it sunk. Um, so that kind of you know Bruce doesn't care. He's just whatever. This is who <laughs> cares. I I don't. don't I save care. people all the time. Um. He right, right. He just he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't you know, <laughs> don't believe any of this. What are you doing? And there's also a great thing because Ethan Clark has a daughter who's I guess close to Bruce's age or a little younger or whatever, and she's right. just like, yeah, he's nuts. My dad's crazy. Like I don't know what <laughs> he's doing, believing any of this. So that that's a, that's a fun little thing in there. Sure. But uh, it you know eventually this this is the uh, thing suspected is that this guy is causing these disasters to make himself look like this, you know, I don't even know, psychic or whatever. And, and able to con all these rich people out of money. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the the doomsday people who say, you know, we trick old people and like, Oh, the world is going to end unless you send money to my church and we'll, you know, we'll give you a a shelter or whatever it's like yeah it's he's saying the economy is going to crash so we need of to course. we need to set up a emergency fund basically that's the that's the plot that's the yeah. plot there um and so i mean that, that's that's really the plot so bruce then is interest you know he's like all right i'll check this out so he goes to one of these meetings uh which is very strange Everyone's dressed in black robes. It's it's creepy. And there's this weird building where it's like a solar system yeah, over top. That. It's this odd yeah. building. And, you know, so he's there, does these big dramatic speeches about doom and stuff. And then, you know, floats around the room and all these interesting things. And then he says someone else is going to, uh, you know, be, I forgot even how he, Oh, he says. Oh, th- he says that someone's in, in grave danger, and then points oh. to Bruce. And you know what? It, you know what it reminds me of. I just rewatched uh, the first uh, Sherlock Holmes, with the Guy Ritchie one, and it's literally oh, the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It is like that. It's like Mark Strong's character yeah. in uh, uh, 
his name. Yeah, and the I don't remember what his name was either. But Blackwood. Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, that's a good point. Um. So, and then of course he says that he points at Bruce, and that's who's going to be in grave danger next. And Bruce is just like, you know, whatever. And then, actually, <laughs> and then actually his glass that he's holding breaks, and so everyone's fascinated with that. And it's funny they go they go to the Batcave, and Alfred is like, hey, you know how. How did he? How did he make the glass break, sir? And he's just—he's just like, uh, psychic, uh, psychic powers, Alfred. And he's like, what? He's like, no, nah, it's probably just sonic device. But it's just <laughs> there's there's moments like that throughout these episodes where it's it's very funny. Him yeah, every now and then they just kind of pop Alfred. out of nowhere. Yeah, they do. They do come out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> which is very funny. Okay, uh, I forgot all about this. This has nothing to do with anything, but I just remembered about it. Okay, oh. we're going to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for a minute. Why not? So, Oh, yeah. that was other news. Did you see uh, Queen Tarantino is going to direct five episodes of Bounty Law? I, I, thought, I thought they already made them. No, like, no, he's actually going to make them. And, like, I thought they five... already did. Like, I thought yeah. they had already shot and made real episodes for the movie. Like, when they were doing no. the movie, that they made full episodes of it. I guess not, because they just, they just announced it. Oh, well, great. That's exciting. I'm happy about yeah. that. Um, but okay, no. You remember the FBI show that um, Leonardo DiCaprio was on? That's a real yeah. episode. Right. And yeah, it was uh, Marlon Brando, right? They, they just read it. No, it's uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is but, right. But they, because he's based off Burt Reynolds. But right. they but they just replaced those shots with, with him. Um, Capri, yeah. Well, guess who else is in that show? Hmm. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Uh, really? Yes. <laughs> yes, he was on FBI. Huh. He was on that show. No kidding. And of course, he's the voice of Alfred in Alfred, the yeah. Animated Series. I, 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 remember, I remember realizing that a few weeks ago, and then I forgot to mention it on the last couple of episodes of the podcast, huh. and I just remembered it again now. And I had to well, I, 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 I never watched FBI, so I don't know. Me neither, but, that's interesting. but I just saw, like, on the little intro, it says, you know, like, with Efren Zimbalist Jr. And I was like, what? Oh. And, like, even in the movie, when it's doing that opening credits, it, like, you know. I need, I need to rewatch the movie, he, yeah. He's there. And so I was just like, wait a minute, that's Alfred. So he's actually <laughs> from cool. that show. Because, yeah, I, I never watched FBI either, so. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this episode. I just remember that cool finally. Side. Yeah. Um, so okay, so he's trying to figure out about this Nostromo's guy, and he he finds out about him. Realize, you know, he finds out that he's an ex-con and he's an actor. Um, Fraud, yeah. And you know, his associate it was a special effects guy. So it's pretty obvious now what these people are up to. Um, so he goes to work, but when he gets in his elevator, it of course is has been tampered with and it uh it it starts it basically the rope gets it, uh, lucas is there and he throws acid on the rope on the cables and so it breaks and starts falling but of course you know he's batman so yeah. he shoots a grappling hook out now that's my favorite part he's bruce wayne as this elevator's falling but when he shoots the grappling hook and comes out of the top he's in the batman costume so yeah, which makes, makes while it was so while he's falling to his death, he had time to change clothes, put this Batman costume on, and then use the grappling hook to. to go out of the here, here's the question: Does he have? A <laughs> he clothes? changes faster than Adam West does going down the bad pole. Oh sure, but like the question is: Does he does he have the clothes with him, like in the briefcase, or is uh, he wearing them underneath? 
Well, he doesn't have a briefcase when he's walking. He he doesn't have any yeah. bag or anything. So uh-huh. I don't know where this stuff came from. So he might just be wearing that all the time. He's just or, ready to go. Or I would believe he just has a Batman Batman gadgets in the wall of the elevator. Oh, I believe like yeah, I can Why believe not? he has like a suit in like because every room. Because it's also like this is his personal elevator as well. Right. Yeah, I so believe that. I'd I'd buy it, but I don't believe that he changed no. that fast. I don't think that's the first thing on your mind when an elevator is falling that I need to put my Batman suit on first. Yeah, literally every real life suit takes like five people to get the actor into. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he he's going after Lucas, but he, you know, he, he's able to get away. And uh, so he comes, you know, Lucas goes back to Stromos and is saying that he wasn't able to kill Bruce Wayne. Uh, you know that, but and he's mad because that would have really helped cement all the followers, you know, their faith, sure. their faith in him, of course. But uh, apparently, then he gets a call from Ethan, and he, Bruce Wayne is with him, and Ethan is saying that Bruce has now seen the light. So Bruce <laughs> is very shaken and is telling Stromos that you know this brush with death had convinced him that he really does have these powers, and and he he wants to join. So of course. He would love to do that, but also overhearing him is is Lisa, the the daughter, and yeah. comes over and is just like, "What? They got you too?" And he's just like, "How <laughs> how could you do this?" And I love, I love this moment. We get Bruce Wayne being like, a, you know, ruining his reputation, being like this terrible thing, but in order to, you know, further the greater good of other things, like. That is the Bruce Wayne character. That's what the Bruce Wayne yep. character is there for. Yep. It's to have a bad reputation and stuff like that. And so I yep. love that little moment because he even looks like a little distraught when because he didn't know she was there. Mm-hmm. Where he's kind of like, I didn't mean. Uh, and then he's, you know, but realized. <laughs> I, 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 I got to commit to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, the only time we've ever seen that done ever in any movie is in Batman Begins. Batman Begins, of course. And and this is it's it's on a smaller level, but it's just like that where he's just oh, yeah. making himself look like a total fool. Yeah, he's got you think about it. He's, he wants to try and convince people that he, he like there's no way he could be Batman. Like, oh no, Bruce never could. Bruce doesn't care about anything or right. he's irresponsible, is immature, yep. he's dumb. And that this episode does that so well, and I did not yeah. give it nearly enough credit. Yeah, that for, alone. Uh, for that it's one of the best examples in the whole series of of that you don't because there's not a lot of bruce wayne done in in the series for the most part of course um yeah which is fine you know which is fine but but it does a does a really good job of it in this episode also just the again like see no evil the plot of this episode this like doomsday cult this is not for kids either yeah, because if you think about it, there's kind of a little bit of analogy to the freaking Church of Scientology there, too. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Uh, it's yeah. just not something you would see in a kid's TV show um, oh. at all. So I, I gave a lot of respect for that as well. For um, sure. There had to be some like story about a cult leader that inspired I'm telling Bruce you, man. I, I, there, I, I'm, I, I thought so, too. I'm sure there is, but I, I couldn't figure out what it was. Um <laughs> a local one uh, yeah yeah but i'm sure i'm sure there had to have been based on yeah. something but i at least looked at like that year and like the year before to see if there was something like immediate yeah um, and i i couldn't find anything so i'm not hmm. sure what it was taken from but uh or just if it was just taken from just generic cult cult or stuff. jones jonestown maybe yeah like that. yeah that, that could be too 
Um, but anyway, so Bruce joins and, uh, Ethan tells him the whole story about what Nostromos, you know, the economic collapse and everything and this big fund that they're collecting. Uh, but also, but apparently Nostromos has no control over it, keeping it like above board and all this stuff. But, um, you know, Bruce obviously figs, figures all this out, but still goes along with it. And, uh, you know, that's when Nostromo's like, oh, it's going to happen now and all this stuff and all you know, this performance crap. And um, but also sneaking up there is the uh, the daughter, Lisa. Daughter. And mm-hmm. she, of course, gets caught by by the henchman when she's trying to uh, snoop around there. <laughs> and we get a great moment where we're back in the Batcave and Alfred is like, you gave them $10 million? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> He's like, and think I was fretting over the electric bill. <laughs> That's a great Alfred line. He's like, yeah, I had to be, had to convince them. Um, <laughs> and apparently the whole thing is like over $300 million oh and God, all this yeah. stuff. But uh, yeah, I know. Jeez. But then later they're back there and uh, at, the, at Nostromo's place and Ethan comes and of course now... Mr. Almost hijacks the whole thing and is trying to force him to sign over all the assets to him. And he has the daughter, Lisa, hung up on the ceiling on this like solar system thing. Planetarium, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, tied up to Mars. And oh. um, of course, now he signs the paper because his daughter's up there. And he gets tied up. Uh, and then apparently the place is going to explode, but Batman shows up and tries to take it down and this is very strange just the whole setup is strange how long would it have taken to tie lisa up to that planet it just seems like it's very over the top and not really necessary like also how do you like tie someone up to like a round object like that when you just like it's very difficult they gotta like she's tied up by like three ropes like it's it has to be like perfect like perfect pressure to keep from like yeah Yeah, it seems a little unnecessary, but um, I, I, you know, I'm, I suspect it was done just for show, Ian. Sure, I mean, I, yeah. I just have at a least, strange suspicion it was just done for show. At least, like, use the rings of Saturn, like, so, you know, <laughs> help you out. A little no, bit, but you like. need the rings of Saturn to be the big, uh, uh, the big capitate, like, right, the, yeah, right, the big yeah, saving right. thing at the last second. Now you're right, Batman saving her, and then so Batman, of course, takes them all down, and um, you know takes takes down Nostromos and saves everyone. But uh it's uh it's an interesting episode and it's um and then of course it ends with a nice um uh <laughs> it's funny. It ends with a moment where so they they've all been put away and then Ethan and Bruce are there and and Ethan's talking about just how embarrassed he is at being so gullible and everything. And then Lisa's there and she's like, "Well, it wasn't just you, dad." And then looks over at Bruce and he's like, well, yeah, I was, I was, was, you know, and has to just eat all that as well, which is just great. Yeah. Um, and then it ends with him quoting Shakespeare saying the fault lies not in the stars, but in ourselves. And that's the, that's a little little nod. Yeah. Little, little thing there, but yeah, a weird episode, but, but one that I, uh, didn't give enough credit for. And it's, it's great just for Bruce Wayne playing the kind of imbecile. Yeah, I mean, like the little details like that. I mean, it's, it's so. I mean, like we talked about a couple episodes ago with Adam West, where where Robin is about to say like Aunt Harriet, and Bruce stops and he's like, uh, uh, uh. he's like, oh yeah, this is Harriet. It's like I love little details like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, and so there, there, there's a lot of that in this, uh, in this. So yeah, it's not a bad episode at all. Yeah, I enjoy that for sure. Uh, there is a cool moment. I forgot about this. I'm just looking over some of this trivia thing. Uh, where Batman throws, like when he's chasing Lucas on the roof, he like throws a battering at him, and apparently it like buries itself into Lucas's leg. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But due to censorship, they they kind of cut around that, and they didn't add blood or anything to it. Well, of course, yeah. But it's uh, it's pretty cool. I just love seeing the battering thrown. It's just never done enough, and so I I, I like I always like that. I like seeing that. I just like him knocking people out with batarangs. It's just it's fun. But anyway. So uh, that, that's really all I have to say about a, that episode. I think yeah. a good episode, not a great episode, uh, not yeah. a great villain or anything, but no, there, yeah. there's some interesting little nuggets in there and, and little character moments that I like. Yeah, like, you know, the, the plot isn't like, what? Where you have to, like, suspend all belief. And, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're not going to remember the Shromos or whatever anytime soon. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it's not, it's not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, this has a seven... Uh, just a 7.0 rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Or not oh. Rotten Tomatoes, on IMDb. So. IMDb. Okay. All right, well, that does it for us talking about the Batman Animated Series episodes. Next week, Ian will rewatch the episodes he watched of uh, I'm gonna the, Adam to. West, the Adam West Batman show. It's uh, We're finally meeting Catwoman. Catwoman, awesome. Finally. Oh, I can't wait. It's great. Julie Newmar's Catwoman. Good. Best Catwoman, by far, of any we've seen. Just the perfect iteration of of that character. And I think the perfect relationship between Batman and Catwoman we've ever seen on screen. It is just... It's just well, great. Sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is... It's just wonderful. The yeah. back and forth, the innuendo, everything about it is just so well done. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just the whole show is filled with innuendo, but just so especially this episode, these especially episodes, like, those. Some of them, I'm like, okay, you're you're pushing it a little but bit. But again, here. Ian, this is not a kids' show. No, no, it's not. This is prime time ABC, eight o'clock, like for adults, like regular TV show. Yeah, there was there was one in particular. I forget it. I forget it now. But I was like, I was like, we'll oh talk, my god, we'll talk they... about it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be the perfect crime and better luck next time. Those are the uh, the two part Catwoman episode we're gonna watch next week. Um, okay, so very cool. That's all I got. Uh, well, there's some new stuff I wanted to touch on, mainly freaking Mindhunter. Apparently, freaking like they may not renew it for a third season, which is like. If if that show gets canceled on top of Daredevil, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, Mark. I I might just walk out <laughs> into the ocean. Like if if those shows can't be renewed, but we're about to get the seventeenth season of freaking Batwoman or or Supergirl, it's like I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> and and now we have all these cr- stupid. And now I guess with Joker, we have all these like uh, villain superhero movies that are gonna be popular. Like of course. We didn't talk about Morbius for a reason. I don't. I just don't care. No, but like, but now Birds of Prey, and, I, and they were greenlighting some other ones too. But it's like, can we can we stop? Can we stop with these villain movies that serve no purpose? We're no, not villain even movies villains. are stupid. Villain movies yeah. are stupid. They're dumb, and they need to not be done. Yes. Um, I I I totally agree. Totally. Watch agree. <laughs> Watch Joker win Best Picture. <sighs> 
I like I already have no faith in the Academy. If no. Joker wins Best Picture, I'll have even less faith in the Academy. See, I don't think they will because, if anything, the one thing you cannot like you can always bet on is that they value their reputation as being like the the end all be all when it comes to movies. So they would never do that. Are you kidding me? Nobody thinks that now. But they they think that of themselves. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so they would never. No. Um. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review uh, for all the postings about the episodes, links to the show, all that stuff, and then just random thoughts on Batman and pop culture and Star Wars and all the stuff. Although oh, it's not thing. not gonna be a lot of Star Wars stuff because I am over it right now. Yeah, that was another thing. They finally freaking made a billion dollars, or like Woo! three weeks later. Who cares? Four. Yeah. So not Don't impressive. Care. Uh, there's apparently all this stuff going around with the Colin Trevorrow script. Oh, don't, yeah. care. don't care. Don't I, care. I don't care. I just don't care. Everyone's like, oh, it's so much better. It's like, I, I don't care. I, I, what, what, I what care nothing now? about Star Wars at all if it's no. not the Mandalorian at right now. I, I, and, and if, I'm i over all of it. And apparently Taika Waititi is in talks of doing the movie. It's like, fine. Don't care. If that, don't care. that happens, hopefully it's good. Sure, but I don't care. No. Uh, I have zero faith in anything Disney does if it's not Jon Favreau-led. Um, or Obi-Wan. I still have sure, hope sure. for Obi-Wan. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, hopefully with that. But, uh, we'll see. And then hopefully The Mandalorian keeps being good, too. But I'm sure will, yeah. Movie-wise, I got nothing right now. I can't nope. care anymore. But anyway. Nope. So, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark Markbrand. You can follow me at Ian Barkbark. So do that as well. And then join us next week as we delve back into the Adam West Batman TV show. All right, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm Mark. I mean, have a good week.